0: The Premier League gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds bet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store. And we're giving one away for free. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And Football Bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day Slate. Free to play. every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League gambling podcast. I got the name right, Baz, first time there's a big tick on the sports... Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast of England. Uh, joining us from a little bit further south uh, is Mr. Barry Penaluna with this lovely brick wall. And you
1: put your Holland shirt up there, Baz. Looking good. come Holland. Got Holland this week, eh? Yeah, why not? You know, why it's not? More around the league. We'll change it up every week, you know, according to who's uh, who's in fashion, but. Top scorer in the Premier League, setting the thing alight before the World Cup. So, yeah, we've got Mulholland this week. He's he's uh, he's on the wall.
0: Yes, today is um, Friday, December the 23rd. Uh, we've got a full slate of Premier League games from Boxing Day through to the 28th. Uh, three days' worth of action um, and a full slate of 10 games. And we are carrying straight on where the World Cup gambling podcast is. Left off. We've changed a few things. We've changed our Twitter handle. We've changed the name, the the stream. We just need to change the artwork reader. We're just waiting for the the Arty man to get it done. Um and you could probably detect Baz, and this is the best news of all. I feel a little bit better, soon. You know, I thought yes. what I was gonna do we we were all worried for a while. There was you What know, people were lighting candles and that weren't there. There was vigils yeah, yeah. out there. I did, on the uh, street.
1: I did wonder because when you joined this uh our sort of Pre, uh, pre-feed, before we went live, the first thing you did when you put your headphones on was cough your guts up. Uh, so I assume you still <laughs> yeah, had a bit sorry. of a, a remnant of it, like,
0: but yeah, you're feeling better. Right, don't make me laugh. That's one reason, really, I know you don't often make me laugh, but try not to, because I will cough me guts up. But, um, and you know, it's such, I forgot what it's like to feel a bit normal, Baz. so I've got a little bit delirious, like I've got a bit down just because um I've been so miserable for about a month. Um, so yeah, that's great news, but... And this now, also, this feels like the start of a new season. I really enjoyed sitting down today. So i got me jotting out, sat at the desk. I was like, come on, concentrate. Um, feels like the start of a new season because um, it was such a long time ago that we saw Premier League stuff. Um, I feel like everyone's back equal again. I can't really remember who was shit free break and who was playing well. And then I was forgetting things like, who's got the new manager? What's the new Southampton manager? Where's he come from? And has the Wolves manager done anything before now? I'm sorry, I was thinking, right, is there going to be new manager bounce? But I couldn't remember how long he'd been there. Um, so it does feel like sort of day one, um, all over again, although it's not, but things unavoidably are going to be different. Um, we, When we recapped the World Cup, we kind of talked about what effect it would have on certain players, on certain teams. We've had lots of players away. Would people be over the moon delighted, or would people be uh, a little bit have the have the hangover uh, from a World Cup? So, um, how did you feel handicapping these games, Baz? Was it was it easy for you?
1: Um, no, there's a few trickier than others. I mean, I've got, got my sort of mind on, on teams who I think might may, may come out a bit stronger than others. Um, yeah, we. I mean, as I say, there was a few games where where I had to put a bit more effort in, have a, have a little look. But really looking forward to getting back in in amongst it. Um, as I say it was good to have the the league cup back this week and have a bit of uh, league cup action. So we've we've got a little bit of uh, f- form there. I, I do you know think those teams who did have a league cup fixture this week might have a little bit of an edge in terms of having a, that bit of a sort of competitive head start. Um, where other teams have been having to throw in the odd friendly and stuff uh, so teams like you know Man City Liverpool should should be ready to sort of hit the ground running um, from Boxing Day or, or, the, or the 28th 27th um, so yeah looking, looking forward to it yeah I think the teams
0: it was what 7 or 8 9 10 Premier League teams in action this week and I think they just went for it didn't they really they was all funny you know uh, I was meant to go to the Newcastle game I didn't because I didn't want to be I had to work last night um, so I didn't want to make it myself even worse, so I didn't go to the Bournemouth game. Um, but I thought Newcastle played well. Bournemouth looked quite sharp as well, were competitive right up till the end. Um, I did miss—I missed Liverpool, Man City last night, or Man City, Liverpool. Um, but by the sounds of it, they just took up um, where, where they left off and just both went for
1: it. Like sounded like a good game, but yeah, I watched a bit of it. I mean, I had one eye. We had a bit of a. Uh... Festive gathering at our house last night. We had oh, friends nice. around, kids around. It was a bit of a house full, so we did have it on in the background. So sort of saw all the goals and the highlights of it, um, without really sort of taking in the full game. But uh, yeah, some good good finishing there. Good goals. Excellent. Um,
0: right, Bass. We, we know we like to have the uh, the production meeting rather than doing it before the show starts. We like to do it now. Well, you. I say we. Me. Um, right. Are we going to have any Christmas chat? Do you want Christmas chat?
1: Yeah, we can have a bit of Christmas chat. What I mean, what,
0: what, what do you want what to say? Of, well, now here's we I see.
1: Clear.
0: Okay,
1: here, Christmas one. chat. Um, here, here's a here's an event we had in the household the other day. You'll like this one. So, coming from work the other day, there's a card on the mat uh, to all the family on the front of the envelope. So you open it up, and the card says, to "Is Helen that what it says cards.
0: to all the family?" Yeah. Right,
1: okay. So it opens the card up, it says to Helen and Baz, yeah. Uh, Helen and Baz and the kids, yeah. And then it says, Hope you have a warm Christmas. <laughs> um, look forward to catching up with you in the new year. Uh, lots of love, Natalie, Nat- Natasha and Mike and the little ones. So I looks at Helen and you, it says, Who's Natasha? And you've and
0: Mike. got no idea who Natasha and Mike are?
1: No, not a clue. So I looked at Helen and I said, That's a major. And she says to me, I've no idea who's Natasha and Mike. And I was sitting there thinking, Well, could it be them that moved in down the street the other day? They've got kids. And I was like, but they wouldn't know um hello Helen, they wouldn't know I'm um, Barry. Who's calling me Baz? You would, you know, the only people that call me Baz are people who are familiar with me. So then I'm racking my brains. I'm thinking of the football team. Is it some of the parents from the football team? Um, thinking of the little ones football team. This is tremendous. And then I'm saying to Helen, I'm saying, Helen. Text the next door neighbor, ask her if she knows who Natasha and Mike are. Uh, text the WhatsApp group with all the other parents, ask if anyone knows who Natasha That's and Mike a Dangerous are. game, that mad. though, Baz, if you're out mad. yourself. It was mad, right? So, it drove us mad for a couple, good couple of hours, Mike. Um, and in the end, the eldest daughter, 12 year old Chloe, just turned yeah. around and comes clean and said it was her. <laughs> <France> was absolutely. <laughs> Pranked us both, like, and she played it perfectly because she was sat there, her and her friend. So she'd had a friend round that afternoon, yeah. and seemingly a friend had done exactly the same prank to her parents the day before. And they sat there straight faced for about two That's hours. Outstanding. And, and Helen were just absolutely bamboozled, and we were like, "Do you know who this? Who could this be? Did you not see who posted the card?" Uh, Chloe was like, "No, nah, no, nah, never seen anyone. It was just on the door, on the you know, on the mat." Uh, so a uh, brilliant fair play, like hands up. She absolutely done us. It was a uh, really good crack for a twelve. That's top Apparently, class. Yeah, she's told. I'm, you. I'm I'm told it's a TikTok trend. Uh, so ah, okay. From, from
0: there, but, oh, I'll uh, watch for that then. Um, I tell you what I like most about that, Baz, are the names Natasha and Mike.
1: There, that's a p- perfect, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know where they come from because seemingly when they done the prank the day before with the uh, with the other parents. Yeah. They have two different names, completely. Oh, okay. Um, but there was there it, it was, it was clearly a reason why it said Helen and Baz, so it got you thinking. Yeah, 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 much. yeah. Everything was because then I was saying it can't be someone in the street because why would they say look forward to seeing <laughs> you in the New Year, like as if they wouldn't see us beforehand, like. So yeah, brilliant. I, I enjoyed that. I had a good laugh about that. The
0: uh, only reason why that wouldn't work on me is because I don't know who anybody is. I, like yeah. I can't remember anything. Ever, I've
1: got awful with you and you just put it on the put it on the side. Yeah, the if area. I went down and had a look
0: now, I don't know how many cards there might be next door, there might be half a dozen. I might know 20 percent of the people on there, so it would kind of be a little bit lost on me, but yeah, hats off. Um, now the Christmas, like I'm not a big fan of the forced fun at any time of the year, the forced family fun, and someone saying, Oh, this is a tradition, you have to do it. The more someone says that, the less inclined I am to do it. Like, as it happens, this year, I've been quite lucky, Baz. And they, I don't have to do anything because, and this is ridiculous, my mother has decreed, right? Don't ask us why. Um, everyone's staying in their own house by order of my mother. So my sister and me and Amy, cousin Amy my cousin, niece, should be niece, I don't know, my um, sister's kid, with her two kids anyway, no one's allowed out. So if Lindsay wanted to go to Amy's, the said they can't. Everyone just has to stay in their own house. I mean, well, that's just decided. But you, you, but I don't mind because I don't want to go anywhere and I don't want to get anyone to come to me. But, but the- so I like I'll text my mother, do you want to come up? No, nah, we're all staying in our
1: own house. It's just messaged everyone the same and just informed them that they're not allowed out.
0: Fucking crazy talking
1: isn't it? So bizarre. I mean, we do that anyway, because I haven't got any family within a 150-mile yeah. radius. Uh, so Christmas Day, we always spend at home, just the four of us, which I do like. Um, it is nice to be able to sort of, you know, have my dinner, have a few drinks, and then just chill out for the day not have to do anything. But then we did yeah. a lot of travelling in between Christmas and Newcastle. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, all the in-laws will go and visit my my yeah, family and stuff back up in Newcastle. will be there over the new year, I think. Um, so, yeah, I do like having Christmas on my own. Um, it's good to just have the four of us and not have the hassle of travelling to somebody else's and then not being able to have a drink because you're driving around and all of that sort of thing. Um, but it does so, mean you've think... got to keep your own dinner this year then, Malcolm. Well, I, I, I
0: will often... You know, I, I like I like fannying on in the kitchen. It's one of my things. But after, after Mary's decree of no one can uh, leave the house... Um, we can do what you want for Christmas dinner. Again, not force down the traditional route because they, I've said before, the kids' diet is terrible. Um, so I basically asked them all individually what they want for dinner, I put like menu style, like a la carte. So Betty wanted gammon steaks, Bob wanted beef steaks. Um, so I've got some lovely gammon steaks. I've got some ribeyes. I've got a guinea fowl, one guinea fowl, which I'll cook all. And I've got some duck legs. So I'm basically just going to do all that, and so everyone—it's just going to be a bit of a meaty, lots of slabs of meat that the people will then have with the, all the roasties and the veg and all that will go with it. But I haven't been forced down the uh, turkey road, Baz. Um, it's just going to be a bit of a bit of a come as you please, yeah. So Mary's decree has worked out in my favour, like, which is good. Uh, you
1: turkey on the barbecue. I love, I love my Christmas dinner and I do love t- a traditional Christmas dinner. So I will have turkey on the barbecue. Um, I'll have roast gammon also done on the barbecue. That'll be done usually Christmas Eve and I'll have a few wedges of that while it's hot straight off the thing um, with a Christmas Eve cheese board in it and a bit of fresh gammon. So yeah, gammon, turkey, eggs and blankets, all the trimmings. That's that's me on Christmas Day. Like I, I love it. Beautiful. I've got, got a bit flash with a starter this year. I've got some oh how scallops it? in Oh nice! With black pudding, yeah, uh, crispy pancetta, and a pea yeah. puree. Yeah, yeah pepper, oh, classic. Like uh, yeah, me. Yeah, well, I,
0: it's a it's a classic combo, bass, You can't doubt it. Like, I can't eat the peas. I'm a uh, I'm allergic to peas, aren't I? Um, so you'd have to you'd have to have me. I'd have to have a different puree. But yeah, I like. I look. I nearly bought some uh, split lobsters yesterday when I was out and the boat. But I thought I'd I would be the only one away them. So I thought that was one extravagance. Uh, too far when I had a, a guinea fowl and some duck and some ribeyes and everything on the go I thought a lobster on top of all that was a little bit a little bit swish Baz uh, in these tough economic times um, unless we pick some winners to pay for it all Baz um, the plan I think for the show generally speaking uh, is to throw Premier League picks we'll pick all the games in the Premier League and we will have a look around to see whatever else is on if there's anything else catches our eye if there's a a Milan derby, if there's a Glasgow derby, if there's some Friday night championship rubbish you want to have a look at, um, we'll cover the FA Cup, the Caravan Cup when that gets back going, all the international. So basically, whatever we want to have a look at, we'll have a look at. Um, I reckon we'll bash out a review show once a week and some fantasy stuff as well. Uh, Baz, I know you do a lot more fantasy than me, uh, but we're already trying to line up a few fantasy guests. Um, so we can maybe do the review show with the fantasy all at the same time. Um, and we're just going to add some features as we go. We discussed adding the tit list, Baz, already, um, which is going to be a list of tits. Um, but we're not going I've only got four tits at the minute, so we're not going to start the tit list just yet. We considered the cultural exchange, Baz, which is a little bit of an extension to the lifestyle situation, um, which will be things like comedy and music, because we talked a little bit about that World Cup, didn't we? Um, yeah. and I bet you still haven't watched the thing you were meant to watch. So, what we'll do is we'll make you watch it and then you can report back. And with a lot of our audience being American as well, I think we can. Uh, that's why it's a cultural exchange, is that they can throw some American stuff at us and we can throw some very British stuff. Um, the American way. And one other thing, right? Will we get cancelled, Baz, if we do footballers who look like lesbians? Is that allowed?
1: Oh, I, I mean, that. who. It, it some will be offended there. Like that, right? yeah? Sorry, uh, some people might not like it. Right? Right. I mean, who, who are you thinking? Right. Conor Gallagher? There you go. What perfect, Baz. There, you, number one on the list.
0: Most of the Croatian World Cup squad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joey Barton, yeah, controversial. Have to... right. You see, you start <laughs> anyway.
1: Maybe that I'll was it. I'm not so sure about your latest suggestion.
0: Right. So, Barry's course, I'd, I'll put a question mark, Baz, next to footballers who look like lesbians. Um, finally, Barry, how much are we going to try and keep our biases to a minimum on this show? Because what? why I like this Sports Gambling Podcast Network a lot, because it's an American thing. Why I can do the MLB show, why I can play fantasy American sports, is because I don't give a shit to wins and losers. I don't have that history. When you listen to all the other shows, people sit right, I'm not picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I hate them. I can't pick against Tom. I can't pick Tom Brady because his team beat my team in 2004. And this is what we're now going to be like with football. Like, can we pick Liverpool? Can we pick Jordan Pickford to do anything good? Can we pick Hereford United in the Cup because they knocked Newcastle out in 1973? These are the things we're going to have to deal with, which I haven't had to deal with before on a show. So,
1: how prepared are you to to
0: deal with all of that?
1: Um, I, I think i will be all right. I'm I'm fairly okay with backing teams that I don't like anyway, because it almost becomes a win-win scenario. That, that really is true, actually. Yeah, I've seen you get, do that. Sort of happy. So, you know, if I back Liverpool and the drop points, and it that that's fine with me. Um, you know, it's plenty of teams. As you, as you said before, as a Newcastle fan, we pretty much don't like anyone, do we?
0: Um, that's so not just as a football fan, doing it? That's just... You yeah, know what? Absolutely. And... nothing personal with anyone.
1: Like,
0: I don't think they want us to like them. I don't want other yeah. people to say nice things about Newcastle. Like, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why it exists. So, I know, obviously... Look, I sit there drinking up my black and white mug talking
1: about how biased we're going to be. Like, um, I mean, this, when it comes down to Newcastle picks, it's 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 changed because if you'd come to me last year in the form we were in and the state the club was in, I'd have no problem backing against Newcastle every week. It, just, it was the only positive thing, was it? You could win money on them every week. Um, so, it becomes harder this year because we are playing well and then you're still... We've sort of got that carryover from the last few years of, of absolute crap. You still think it's going to go wrong at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, so it is still uh, difficult for me to back Newcastle with loads of confidence every week. I mean, it's yeah. a bit easier. Um, and you think okay. you're going to jinx them as well. I always think I'm going to jinx yeah. them. You know, I'm a nervous
0: watcher. I'm a nervous better. Like you said, how many times it worked like bollocking Johnny Junta. To celebrate when Newcastle go one up, and I, oh well, that's it now. We're definitely going to lose in the last minute because someone said something, and it's obviously just not true. But um, I did also kind of write down, "Vaz, we might have to have a Newcastle timer." I think like we can we can't dedicate more than like three minutes for sure. We're gonna have to hit it like a chess clock. The minute someone starts talking about Newcastle, bang, and we've got three minutes to all, and then that when it's up, it's up. Like we we'll yeah, just have that, to, fine, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Once um, if we think it's been too Newcastle heavy. Um, okay, so we've got a full program starting on Boxing Day. Um, how many games are on it's Monday in a Boxing Day? One, two, three, four,
1: five, six, seven. Two before games we'll on start, the. Tu- yeah, go on. We'll start with Boxing Day. Can I just throw out something? Re Boxing Day fixtures. Read Boxing
0: Day fixtures, Baz. Yes.
1: Boxing Day fixtures last year, six games. Yeah. How many goals? Twenty nine. Twenty eight. The answer. Was it? I hey, do I win a prize? Twenty eight in six games last season. Um So, whether there's any uh, any sort of. Trend there. I've not looked any further back, but I had a feeling it crossed my mind. I was, I, was, I had in my mind. I'm sure there was tons of goals last box. Of the day. I've had a look. There was a six. What three, were they? Man- what C- were the scores? Man- B- two, I can't remember six- any of that. Yeah, Man City beat Leicester six three. Arsenal beat Norwich five nil. Spurs one three nil against Palace. West Ham two. Southampton three. Villa 1 Chelsea three and Brighton two. Brentford nil. Um, okay, so lots of overs. At, you know over 2.5 in five of the six games only the Brighton game didn't but yeah um whether it's a bit of a Christmas hangover or whatever um but definitely worth noting lots of goals in the uh, Boxing Day fixtures this time around last year
0: nice Baz comes in with a stack bomb early on um I always find uh, if you go into the game on Boxing Day regardless of how crap Newcastle were um bang the chess clock mention of Newcastle um you did feel like there was something possible on Boxing Day, or like these holiday games, the game in between, or the New Year's Day game. Because they're like memorable. like you remember certain games where we've gone in. Like I remember the beat Manny and I that David Edgar goal. Like that was a New Year's Day game, I think. Um, you remember the Peter B. Edsley trick, Sunderland, 3-1, New Year's Day. All right, I'm going back to 1984. But these things always seemed possible, like on the on a boxing day, they're often local derbies, because People didn't travel. I mean, if they, they tried to keep that relatively local. This, yeah, they have, yeah. It's relatively local this time round. Obviously, uh, yeah, Southampton, Brighton, South Coast, the, all the London teams play each other. So, yeah, it, it's easier for local fans to travel. So there's always a little bit of an added, added edge there with the local game. So I think you're absolutely right, But Bas. Like a couple of the games I handicap later on, I wrote down about that stupid graphic that someone always... Um, Posts of like the Boxing Day scores from 1954 or whatever, where you know Burnley beat Rotherham 9-4, and then Sunderland beat West Bromwich Albion 6-5. And uh, there's like 109 goals in 12 Division 1 games back in the day. So um, but yeah, it, it does look like a fun, a fun card handicap. I really did enjoy getting my getting my teeth into it. Uh, we need to get to it, Baz. Um yes. we we'll do that though, after I've told you about our Sponsors here, headline sponsors, Winbet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, try your look at Winbet's parlay wheel. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at Winbet. Sign up today, receive a special offer bet. $100, win $100. Limited to state availability. Loads to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to of change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you are someone who has a gambling problem, call one 800 Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com com slash helmet and football bingo football bingo I played on Thanksgiving I nearly got a bingo I think I got four in a row um if you get five in a row um, and make your line you get a hundred dollar SGP and gift card which is um for NFL on Christmas Day I think there's three Christmas Day games bars which is absolutely delighted me um nothing more painful than trying to find something to do uh with the farm alarm at about eight pm on Christmas Day when everyone's sick to death um so exclusively on the SGP and app, uh, download that and get your bingo card. So yeah, plenty to look forward to. Um, okay, we will start with we're going to go chronologically because it seems sensible, Baz. Uh, Monday, the twenty sixth of December, twelve thirty kickoff. Brentford against Tottenham. Brentford are the I uh, think we're eleven to four. There's been some a little bit of a drift here. Uh, they're now out to just short of three to one. Brentford plus two ninety. Uh, the draws are 13 to 5 plus 260. Tottenham are the short price favourites. 19 to 20, a price of minus 105. Um, this was one of the trickier games, I think, on the to pick. Um the the two big unknowns here for me are the reactions of the two centre forwards to different things. Uh, Ivan Tony has been charged with 20 million. Uh, different allegations of betting on football when he's not allowed um, we, although we kind of knew that was coming so it'll be interesting to see how Ivan Tony reacts when he's going to be in the spotlight really for the first time since that broke and then the other number nine Harry Kane um, how he's going to react to blazing that penalty over the crossbar for, for Tottenham because he is a huge part still um, of what Tottenham do so I think Spurs always look vulnerable to me and that's because Conte is so negative. They've kind of got, they've got one way of playing and when it goes a little bit wrong, that just throws them into a little bit of turmoil. They can't get away with it. They got away with it last time. When they're forced to, uh, they won that game 4-3 against Leeds having found themselves 3-1 down. But they do tread a very fine line and I just think Conte is too, um, just too negative. Uh, Richarlison is out for four weeks for Tottenham. Benton carries out as well. I think Brentford are always dangerous. Um, They beat Man City, um, if you remember that. Last time out seems like an age age away. It always feels like um, you've got a chance when you back Brentford. I think they're decent at home. This is one of those games that you just think, Boxing Day, early start, local derby. Um, The over two and a half has cashed... um, in seven of the last eight games that these two teams have played, so the last four games each, four games for Brentford, four games for Tottenham, uh, seven of eight has gone over two and a half. Now, that's a price of four to five. Um, but I'm going to take Brentford out right here at um, just short of three to one, a price of plus two ninety. I decided, Baz, I'm not going to play little percentages or units. I'm not going to sit here and say I want Brentford or the draw at four to five or something like that. What I've done is take these games in isolation. If this game was a Monday night game and I was sitting with twenty quid to bet on it, I wouldn't bet it on Brentford or the draw. And I'm not just going to nurse that in an attempt to say, okay, we bet ten units and we returned eleven and a half units. I'm going to put the bet on that I would put on, and I would bet Brentford here at just short of three to one uh, to beat Tottenham. But.
1: Yeah, not bad. I mean, I haven't gone with Brentford. but I mean, for each of my games, I've sort of put in a, a predicted score, but it's it, it it's not. I've then worked to sort of pick out around that. Um I started with sort of two two here, Brentford Spurs. So I, I do feel Brentford can get some of its Spurs. They're a good side at home, Brentford. Um, speaking of Ivan Tony and his and his betting shenanigans, did you know that Ivan Tony's initials are I bet? Did you know that? I think I'd see, it rings a little. Yeah, it does rings a little bell, bad. yeah, Ivan, Benjamin, Elijah, Tony. I, I teams, bet What are the chances of there. there he does as well. Um, you're right. Richarlison's out for a while. I think I don't think that'll particularly harm Spurs. It should mean more game time for Kulusevski, and I think Spurs are a much better team with Kulusevski in the lineup. Um, I've gone with in this game both teams to score. Uh, it's a short price, around four to six. Um, Looking at the recent games before the break, both teams to score came in the last three for Brentford, um, the last four of Spurs games. Uh, Both teams scoring well. Spurs away from home, scoring in 86% of games. Uh, I think they've only been shut out once away from home this season. Um, Both teams to score. Coming in around the sort of mid sixty percent of, of games for for both of these teams, so it's probably a fair price four to six. Um, but yeah, I definitely see you're right. I think Spurs could be vulnerable, um, but equally, it's, it's not very often anyone shuts Spurs out. Uh, so both teams have scores the pick for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, On to the three cup
0: games now. Um, these five games, I think, all in the afternoon. Uh, first one is Crystal Palace. Against Fulham, Crystal Palace are twenty-one to twenty plus one or five. The draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty. Fulham on the road are five to two plus two fifty. Bars lead us off. Palace v Fulham.
1: Yeah, I like this game. This was this was one I've, I've got quite strong feelings on. Um, just bring up my notes for the game. One second. Um, yeah, uh, there's something that did throw a spanner in the works for us here. Is um Silva's press conference today announced that Mitrovic, yeah, doubtful. Um, so, so Alexander Mitrovic, he didn't mention any kind of injury, so I don't know if it's just been a lack of training or or whatever. He's, whether he's missed a bit. Um So, my initial pick that I really liked here was Mitrovic to score any time at two to one. So obviously that is dependent on him being in the starting lineup. If he starts. Um, he's on set pieces he's on penalties Fulham have had more penalties than anybody this season they've had five penalties awarded Uh, he's already scored nine and twelve games so getting two to one for someone who's scoring sort of three and four games um, two two to one I I like that Um, but obviously if he's missing we'll be looking for something else so there's a couple of things both teams to score in this game um, at four to five both teams to scores come in 80% of Fulham games this season. That goes up to 86% of games when they're away from home. Um Palace have both teams to score in fifty six percent of their games, but that rises to seventy percent when they're the home team. So some really big, big stats there in terms of how often that both teams to score comes in, particularly when Palace are at home. Um, but also when Fulham are away from home, so the both teams to score four to five, I think it looks really good value. Uh, but if Mitrovic starts, I also like the Mitrovic to score any time. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fulham a bit finished off a little bit dodgy, but but they did play Man United, Man City. They lost those last two games before the break, but that was without Mitrovic. Prior to that, they were unbeaten in five and they've only failed to score in two games out of 15 this year. So, again, Fulham have always got goals in them. It does help massively if Mitrovic is involved. Hopefully he is. And if so, I'll take Mitrovic at twos and the both teams to score four to five.
0: I've seen quite a few managers, Baz, um, commenting about the players who came back from the World Cup being less fit than the players we've seen at home. Uh, so, yeah, something to watch. It Made me laugh. I
1: but... said the exact opposite, didn't he? Oh, okay He's, I thought he, he, said, said he said those that have been away have been training playing and those that have been at home have done a bit of training and a bit of being on holiday and all of this lots so yeah that's what yeah that yeah that's it. what I meant yeah he said Holland and the likes are probably <laughs> further behind than those that have been in the World Cup which is
0: yeah think. Uh, yeah that yeah that was that was that was my point as well I, I might have said it the wrong way around put it the wrong way um, around, think, yeah. yeah okay because uh, he was uh, Calvin Phillips I think was his point in question there But um, so it made me laugh when you said you liked this game because the first word I've got written underneath this is rubbish um, both teams inconsistent there was no trends I didn't find many trends in terms of overs, unders, etc Palace are one of those teams, Palace who are going to exist by beating other average teams at home that's just going to be their thing I think in their last three home games they've beaten Southampton they've beaten Wolves and they've beaten Leeds um, and that looks like the handicap for me. The, the, that looks like your direct comparison for what they need to do against Fulham. Um, they're okay at home against an average to poor team. Um, so give me Crystal Palace on the money line. Uncomplicated. Uh, Palace to win outright, 21 to 10, plus 105. Uh, next up is Everton against Wolves. Everton are plus 130, 13 to 10 outright the is at 9-4 2.25 and Wolves are 11-5 plus 2.20 um, bit of a bum fight this one, ugly looking game um, it's impossible to take Everton at the minute until they show something different, um, still got no um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin he's out injured, I think he's important for them if they're going to do anything this season um, the hope here with Wolves is that they get some new manager bounce um, out of Lopetegui, the new gaffer. Uh, they went through in the cup the other night, but they needed to They needed to score some goals. Um, they've just been so turgid for quite a long time now. It's got Staler and Staler Wolves, because a little while ago, they were all right. Um, they were sort of hanging around seventh, eighth in the league in quite recent memory. Uh, Pedro Neto's out for a couple more months. At home, Everton have picked up eight points from seven games. Uh, Wolves have picked up two points away from home. Um, I've got nothing to go on here, Buzz. This is ugly. I'm going to give new manager Bounce a chance. Can't take everything. Um, so, hopefully, let's get Everton in the shit here with a Wolves win. Um, Wolves plus 220, 11 to 5. This has got 0 1 written all over it. The under 2.5 is kind of the player instantly drawn to. It. It's too short. I can't play that. Um, Wolves are going to win this 1 0 Baz at 11 to 5.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't got too many. Uh complaints about that one. I've got a little bit different. I've I've got this down as a nil-nil. Both teams just yeah. don't fill you with any kind of confidence, any excitement. Everton have failed to score in the last three games. Um, Wolves do have have trouble scoring and, and it can be quite good defensively Wolves as well. So um I was saying, I mean they haven't kept many clean sheets Wolves. But if they're gonna keep a clean sheet then then year against Everton might might be an option. Um I've went with the draw here because, again, I, I mean, this was a game I thought was horrible to, to look at. I just didn't know which way to go. So, you, you could have told me you were going 1-0 Everton, 1-0 Wolves. I wouldn't have really argued with you either way. Uh, so, I've just went straight down the middle, 9-4 for the draw. Um, so, plus two two five, Uh 2-2-5. And, and I have a little dabble on the 0-0, 8-1.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. I've I've sort of picked three dogs here. What I said before about not wanting to take Brentford or the draw um, at home to Tottenham. I've got sort of three or four dogs, and you're sort of looking at at least one of them or two of them winning. So, yeah, I've got Brentford earlier. I'm throwing Wolves in there, and I've got a couple more to come as well. Um, Three o'clock kick-off, Leicester take on Newcastle. Leicester are nine to four, uh, plus 225. The draw is five to two plus two hundred and fifty. Newcastle are the six to five favourites, plus one hundred and twenty. Bars lead us off. Leicester versus Newcastle.
1: Leicester Newcastle away from Leicester. So it would have been good to get down for this game but um, being Boxing Day I've got loads of family commitments to do so not happening unfortunately I have been down to Leicester for away games many times over the years um, and usually with not much success um, definitely going in this one with a bit more confidence uh, so Newcastle um, going into the break won the last five on the bounce um, as I say we came out and had a win midweek and I think we'll be a better team for that uh, similar to Leicester though Leicester did have a midweek game also Confident uh, win, good performance for them. Really mixed bag, Leicester this season, but they did finish strongly with a couple of wins, two clean sheets as well. West Ham and Everton before the break. Um, goals, I fancy goals in this game, um, and yeah, so I'm not, I'm not picking a side either way. I, I think Newcastle are scoring well, but but I can see, I can see Leicester possibly having a bit of a game as well. That you know they are looking a better team. Um, more recently. Uh, Newcastle's sort of scoring around two goals every game. 1.93, I think, is their average. Um, goals conceded for Leicester, they're conceding around uh, sort of over one and a half every game as well. Uh, I'll take Newcastle here to score two or more. Um, wow. I think we can nick this 2-1. Possibly Leicester might, might have a, a better day than I expected, and they might be a two-two or something. I can see Newcastle scoring a couple of times. Um I think we're gonna be be better for that game in the midweek. We we were scrappy midweek, um, but we are easily the, the better team. I think we got the result we deserved. Um and as I say, I, I yeah, I'll take Newcastle to score two or more. I think there's goals in these boxing day games and I'll take the two and score two of them at least. Do you know what price that is, Baz? I couldn't have oh a look price, at... if you'd bear with us one second, I do. Um, even get even for Newcastle to score two or more.
0: No, really? I thought it would be a bit bigger than that.
1: Uh, yeah, the, you, you're right, two
0: two form teams here. Uh, Leicester won four of the last five. Newcastle at the top of the form table. Leicester have been better on the road than at, um, and then he said Filbert Street there. Christ, it was about 1993, got it. Yeah. Um, Better at the king uh better on the road than at the king power. But I just think, really think that's more of a fluke of the of the fixtures rather than than a trend. The um they've just been better in general lately. Um both teams returned with a win in the League Cup. I thought Newcastle looked quite good, the bits are so um Isaac um uh, missing for for about another ten days for Newcastle. The key really handicapping in this is James Madison, I think. Um a genuine 50-50 chance to play in this one. Um, and will make a huge difference if he does play. I think how Newcastle are defending at the moment makes them always live in games. You say they're scoring a couple of goals a game, Baz, and even if they don't, they, they haven't been conceding many. They look they look really good at the back. Um, I'm happy to take Newcastle in this spot. Um, I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but first time we're doing the Prem. If I start jinxing him, I'll sharp change my tune about this one. Uh, but I'm going to take Newcastle here. Price of six to five. Plus 120. Uh, next up, we have Southampton uh, taking on Brighton. Southampton are 13 to 10, plus 130. The draw is at 5 to 2, plus 250. Brighton are 15 to 13, stupid price, plus 115. So, Southampton have a new manager, uh, Nathan Jones, came in from Luton Town. You see, I had to look that up because it was a um, head scratcher uh, trying to remember. Uh, what he'd done and how long he'd been there, etc. cetera. Um, Brighton and this are off four straight both teams to score and over two and a half goals. Um, Southampton aren't very good. They might get some new manager bouncing here. So this was quite a straightforward pick to, uh, to me here. The over two and a half is at nine to ten, minus one, eleven. That looks great. Both teams to score is a bit shorter at three to four. Minus one thirty-three. Um but if you want to couple them, if you want to parlay them, over two and a half goals and both teams to score is at a price of plus one hundred twenty, six to five. Um and I love that Baz. This is uh so someone's gonna win this two one, probably Brighton, but yeah, goals, goals, goals as you've already explained. That's my pick.
1: Yeah, not too much to add there, but I've gone with the team goals again. Um, so you're right, two one either way, but I'll I'll hope it's Brighton, because I'm taking Brighton to score two or more here. At eleven to ten, I just think they a the better side. Southampton are conceding around two goals every game, uh, not that strong defensively this season. Um, so I'll take Brighton and score two or more at eleven to ten.
0: You're doing an excellent job, Baz, of spotting when I'm wiping my nose and carrying on logging because you nearly stopped him and then you spotted that I was uh, I was hooking a few well, loogies out here, and you're very professional.
1: Wasn't even looking to be honest. I had uh, I had me notes over ah. your uh, face, so purely purely by chance, can't take any credit for that one. Yeah, well
0: that's been destroyed. That then anyway. Uh, well, start looking because it's important. Um, and we move to the five thirty kickoff. Aston Villa against Liverpool. Aston Villa are fifteen to four uh, plus three seventy five. The draw's at three to one, and Liverpool here are seven to ten. Uh, minus 142. Baz, this is all you. Aston Villa against Liverpool.
1: Yeah, you're not going to like this one because I don't know, it's a tough game. Both, both uh, teams who, who struggled in the early part of this season, um, but have found a bit more form. Where are we here? Uh, so yeah, Villa coming back since Emery's arrived. That they're obviously starting to win games again, so they have won three of the last four. Aston Villa. Um, scored a few goals in the process scored nine in, in those four games, did have a 4-0 hammering from Newcastle in the middle of that um, but yeah they did finish with a win against Man United and a, and a good win away to Brighton as well uh, but similar story for Liverpool, really mixed bag but finished strongly with uh, back-to-back wins against Tottenham and Southampton coming after def- terrible results losing to Leeds and Forest Um uh, didn't have any huge feelings either way um, but I thought Liverpool were an alright price at 7-10 in here um, I know you probably won't like it taking them at odds on oh, I'm disgusted with is what I am yeah. just take Liverpool on the multi, I think Liverpool will, will nick this 2-1 or something like that uh, I think uh, Villa will put up a decent fight but just you know, on paper, Liverpool are a far better side than this. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool are a far better side than this Villa side, and, and just short of evens. It's not, it's not massively odds on. Um, I'll, I'll take that price. I'll, I'll take my chances at seven to ten. No, I'm not having that at all, Baz. That's bollocks. Um, the
0: yeah, both won two in a row. I think Villa. They haven't. They've still got a new manager glow. I think going on. Uh, Villa. Emery's been there a little while now. Um, that 3-1 home win over Manchester United was excellent. Um, Liverpool lost 3-2 at City in the Cup a couple of nights ago, or just last night, in fact. And I really think that highlights their problems that they've got. Um, so they had those two wins last time, but they did lose at home to Leeds and then at Forest the time before that. Villa are 6th in the home table, while Liverpool are 14th uh, in the away table. Uh, they've got five points from six games, zero point uh, eight three points per game Liverpool on the road, and you want me to take them at seven to ten, Baz? Uh, I'm not buying it. You shouldn't be selling it. Uh, give me Aston Villa fifteen to four uh, plus three seventy five straight up on the money line. Uh, we will go to the evening game on Boxing Day, eight o'clock kickoff. I haven't done the American kickoff times today, Baz. I've been a bit lax there. Uh, 8 pm in the UK, 3 pm Eastern Time. Uh, kickoff between Arsenal and West Ham, where Arsenal are the one to two minus 200 favourites. Uh, the draw is at Burlington Bertie 130 plus 333, West Ham 11 to 2 uh, plus 550. Uh, there's a real difference in form here. Um, Arsenal, um, come their league leaders, they have won. Three in a row and seven of the last eight. West Ham have lost three in a row. And that includes two poor home defeats against Leicester and Crystal Palace. There are some trends here. Both teams to score, no. uh, So both teams do not score, uh, if you want. Arsenal, um, only one of the last five. Uh, in West Ham one of the last five uh, have both teams scored so some decent trends there the big um, handicap here for Arsenal I think is um, the loss of Gabriel Jesus um, who's been their talisman as much as he hasn't contributed that much stats wise everyone's been having a little rant and rave about Gabriel Jesus I'm not hugely convinced Um, but uh, people do seem to like him so there's a big test of Arsenal's season and their ability not to implode which I think a lot of people are still expecting me uh, included I still think Arsenal are going to fuck this up Saliba faces a fitness test he's been important at centre back for them the problem I've got here is I don't think West Ham are very good either and I don't think they've got a striker Um, Jared Bowen I think is going to have to play up top on, uh, on this game so Skamaka is injured and Antonio's just never fit. Um, so um both teams to score no is at a price of minus 110, five to six. But under two and a half goals here is at a little bit of a bigger price. It's even money, plus one hundred. Um so yeah, if if West Ham do nick one. Uh, maybe they could nick a one or two. so I'm going to stick with the under two and a half goals in the likely event that Arsenal win this one or two nothing Baz even money under two and a half for me
1: right uh, well I'm I'm going a bit rogue here so Arsenal go on Baz home record is, is outstanding they played six won six um, West Ham away from home only, only four points in seven games as you say they've lost the, the last three Man United Palace Leicester um not really in good form. Uh, so, yeah, no surprise to hear that I'm back in West Ham here. Uh, basically, uh, there's not a huge amount of statistical analysis to back up my pick here. Uh, but I just think Arsenal would have been one of those teams, you know, along with teams like Newcastle, who didn't want this break to come along. Absolutely flying. Yeah. High, 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 and then along comes this massive break and, and you know, coming out the other end of it, they've lost, as you say, that talisman. Uh, whereas West Ham would have been desperate for this break A little bit of a reset And as you say, it's a bit like a new season, new start um, So it's a bit of a feeling that, that There could be a bit of a twist in the fortunes Of some of these teams um, Having come off a bit of a break And had a bit of a time sort of reset um, so Nothing, as I say, statistically But I've just got a feeling West Ham could get something Out of the game um, I am going to be a, a little bit uh, Soft with it though And uh, against your. Um, oh, draw. double chance six to four. Um, I just feel like that you know, will the, will the struggle without Jesus possibly possibly not? Uh, but will West Ham come back uh, you know, in a bit of a better frame of, um, than they were before the break? Uh, so I'll take my chances. West Ham on the draw in this game at six to four plus 150. Um, that's that's the pick for me.
0: You're right, Fanny. Bas. Uh I know all about it. Mate. Huge fanny. You've changed me. so um, okay. We we'll move on to uh, Tuesday, December the twenty seventh. Two games on Tuesday, uh, both on the telly, uh, half past five uh, UK time, which is twelve thirty um, Eastern time. Kickoff between Chelsea and Bournemouth, uh, where Chelsea are the three to ten. Uh, favourites minus three thirty three. The draw is at ninety two plus four fifty. Bournemouth are at a price of nine to one. Baz what you got, Chelsea Bournemouth.
1: Um yeah both both teams in, in poor form really aren't they? Chelsea came into this off got into the break without the win in five. Good five. Could win three nil against Everton before the break but had lost four on the spin prior to that. So two teams in poor form. Um, How they come back, we'll we'll soon find out. Um, So what I've went with here is is goals. Again, there's going to be goals in these Boxing Day games, uh, and this game should have a few. Basically, most of me thinking on this is is around Bournemouth and and the fact they can't defend very well. Um, Bournemouth conceding 3.4 goals per game away from home. And away from, and and the total goals away from home in, in games involving Bournemouth have been, uh, four point seven per game. Uh, so they do score in a lot of games. They they're scoring more than a goal per game on the road. And Chelsea are conceding around a goal per game as well. So I think there's potential. You know, Bournemouth might nick one, um, but either way, there's potential for Chelsea to get get three on their own here. Um, Overs is a, a little bit short, four to six. Um, but given those numbers, as I say, Bournemouth on the road, averaging total goals of 4.7, I take 4-6 to 6 for over 2.5 goals in this game all day long.
0: OK, I'm starting to write your picks down here, Buzz. Over 2.5, uh, 4-6.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of red
0: in this in these form lines when you put them up to have a look. Red, everyone keeps getting beat, so... Um, Chelsea haven't won in five. Uh, Bournemouth did beat Everton last time out, but lost four on the spin before that. And um, There's no way you could take Chelsea in any capacity here. Um, you certainly wouldn't be taking them at um, 100 to 30 on, and then you wouldn't want to be taking them on the handicap or whatever. That's savage amusement. That's not for me at all. Um, Chelsea are on a run of under two and a half. Bournemouth are on a run of over two and a half. Um, sorry, apart from... Uh, the, the the one anomaly that was Chelsea getting humped against Brighton. Um, so, yeah, it was hard to take uh, sides on those more traditional markets. So I got myself into the corners, Baz. I finished strong in the World Cup on the corners. Um, so I'm a self-proclaimed corners expert Yeah, Now, Chelsea are averaging, right, Baz, add this up in your brain, right? 5.56 home corners. Bournemouth are averaging 2.57 corners away from home. What's the total there, Baz?
1: Come on. Uh, around eight.
0: It is around eight point one three. Yeah. Eight point one three. Yeah. Um yeah. The round's not good. Yeah, uh, the lines are ten bad. Um under ten corners is plus money It is at eleven to ten. Uh plus one ten. So I've got a I've got a corner, I've got nearly two full corners uh there going for us, so um, yeah, I think this could finish at 8 or 9 corners, in which case I'll take the under 10 corners uh, at plus 110. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Not bad, not bad. No, not bad. Um, one more game on Tuesday the 27th. is the 8pm uh, UK time, which is the 3pm Eastern time kickoff between Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. Um, similar lines to the last one. Manchester United are 130 on. Minus three thirty-three. Um, the draws at ninety-two plus four fifty. Nottingham Forest are ten to one. Um, this pick, Baz, hit me straight away the minute I got some stats and a couple of um, and a couple of things up there. Just it just jumped off the page here. Um, Manchester United in the last three home games have not conceded a goal. Nottingham Forest have failed to score in the last four away games. Uh, bish bash bosh it's a boring pick and I hate it Baz Manchester United win to nil is even money plus 100 um, and that's it in and out
1: yeah not bad um, I've I looked at the same thing I mean Forest's away form is, is awful isn't it two points away from home and they've only scored one goal away from home all season um, so I, I, I consider the win to nil uh, it's not where I've ended up but um, don't mind that at all uh, for us to concede close to three goals a game away from what well, I'm sure it's like 2.7 goals per game is their away form. Um, so I do think Man United will win. I do think win a nil. I'm thinking 2-0, 3-0 nil, nil possibly. So the one for me was a uh, Man United handicap um, at around 4-5, to five, my, my, minus 1.5. Uh, that was the pick for me. Man United win by two or more. Um, yeah, like I
0: say, I do hate it. And I'll be happy to lose this one. I thought Man United started against Burnley, uh, just carried on just being lucky. They weren't very good. And really, Burnley had ample opportunity to take something for that game. Man United won 2-0. And then the fanny on with the cup draw an hour later and Man United get home to Charlton Athletic. Like it's just a constant stream of dog shit. Uh, so you can file that under... When we asked at the top of the show how biased we're going to be in our handicapping, um, they just immediately continued to agitate me uh, the minute we've returned to domestic action. Our final game then is on Wednesday evening, the 28th, 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Leeds and Manchester City, where Leeds are 17-2 plus uh, the draws at five to one, and Manchester City are a prohibitive seven to 25. goal figure minus 357 for City. Buzz, um, tell us who's going to win this and by
1: how many. Uh, Man City are going to win probably by three. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Um, mm, that's even I'll more. Oh, you're going up to... the ladder, Buzz? You're going up the Christmas ladder.
0: Uh, like, no, Santa. No,
1: no. I've, I've took Get the handicap the for Man City. Mm. Um, let's have a have a Quick look. good results didn't they beat Liverpool 2-1 followed that up with a 4-3 against Bournemouth but then lost 4-3 to Spurs so they've conceded seven in the last two games against Tottenham and Bournemouth Um, City haven't been blowing teams away this year as as much as as we've seen in the past Uh, but they did look decent last night the other thing with this game played on the 28th so City have got a decent break um Six days between last night's game, whereas sort of Liverpool are, are playing four days later. City you've got a decent rest, which uh, should bring back in the likes of Ford and Grealish, Stones, all those players who who didn't get involved last night um, should be raring to go by by the time we get round to the twenty eighth. Um, so yeah, I mean I've got it down as sort of three 0 Man City. I think City in the handicap minus one point five at eight to eleven. You know, slightly short, uh, but it's probably my my sort of bet of the week than my luck would be City minus 1.5 um, so it's, so it's playing it a bit cautious again going for 1.5 I do think they can win by more so as you see, going up the ladder you know you can get City to score three or more um, at evens and then you can if you want to sort of work your way up there you'll, you know you'll get five to two maybe three to one for them to score four or more and Maybe he's eight to one, seven, eight to one for him to score five. You can sort of go up if you want to. I think City will get goals. I think you know, I've followed me my thoughts of, of a lot of goals in these these fixtures, this round of fixtures. Uh, but City will get a load of them. Well, fair enough. Um
0: you should ask for a set of balls for Christmas pass, maybe, something they could sort you out there uh, before we record our next one. Uh, that was a good joke. Uh, Leeds are um, playing mad, aren't they? You don't really know what they're going to do, except you know it's going to be slightly bonkers. They've had back-to-back four threes um, with a 3-2 thrown in there four games ago. Um, Man City came back with a 3-2. Uh, did lose the last goal to Brentford, so you... Right, it you're all sorted, everything's funneling. Feels like a trap, this this feels like this week's trap game. Um it's all funneling you down to the uh to goals and Man City are gonna win one nil. Um finding a bet in the Man City games is always quite tricky because they are seven to twenty-five. You're kind of three and a half to one on. Um Leeds to have some injuries. Um Tyler Adams is suspended as well. Um I went a little bit mad here, Baz. I went a bit off the cuff. Um, I did, I've got something for our US bettors that might not be able to find these more, these dafter markets. Um, so a late goal caught my eye, Baz. A goal after 79 minutes um, is five to six. Just because there's mad stuff going on in these Leeds games, there's always something changing. Um, there could be three goals after 79 minutes. So that was um, a price of five to six. Um, and then I found a bet, Baz, which was the total goal minutes. And this market is, you just add them up, add the minutes up. So if they score 10, 36, and 72, you'd get to 118. That's twice in one show we've done maths. Um, The total buzz is 175. Um, So I want to take the over here because I like these late goals. So like you say, we could get 30, we could get 72, we could get 85. And then over we go. Over 175 gold minutes at plus 110. For any US bettors who are stuck to the more traditional markets in the States, um, over three and a half goals is at a price of plus 110. So something like a 3-1 Manchester City win. Or they could just run off with it, um, as Baz kind of discussed. So it um, could be one of those 1954 scorelines, 7-4 kind of thing. So um, I think... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um that's got us to the end of the of the show, Baz. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything we've missed out on? Um, did you have a parley you wanted to throw I out know, of um... Yeah, I've yeah,
1: I've I've chucked a parley in there and I've got the my, my underdog of the week as well. I think Fulham to beat Ooh. palace at five to two. I know you've took Palace in the money line, um mm. and I did go both teams to score. But I think Fulham could, could nudge Palace five to two, I think it's a good price. Fuller Palace, it does depend on Mitrovic. I'd like to see Mitrovic storm before I take that prize. Uh But that, that was the one underdog I fancied. But I have got a treble here, uh, and I'm going to look a, chuck, a, chuck a parlay out every week. Um, and this week I went for team goals. I've got Liverpool to score two or more, Brighton to score two or more, and Man City to score three or more. Comes out at six to one for the treble. There. So parlay the three of those up uh, and capture six to one on the Thursday night or, 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 sorry the 28th whatever day that is I don't know what day anything Yeah. Um, so yeah 6-1 to one for that treble
0: Jumbo uh, and I had a party with Andy Cole in the three mile in because we got confused about what day it was at Christmas no <laughs> Andy Cole and Lee Clark that's a story for right. another show uh, but yeah Andy Cole quite angered me one night in the three mile uh, for not knowing just what day it was over Christmas because who does um, yeah, we still haven't decided if we're going to do things like locks, dogs, uh, parlays, etc. Because um, it's a very movable feast, this show, but and I don't think we need to be forced uh, down an alleyway. I don't. Uh, this lock thing. The only thing with the lock thing is it makes you feel like you're tracking them. And frankly, I've got no fucking intention of tracking anything we pick on here. If I have a good week, I'll sit here and cheer. If I have a bad week, I'll just sit here and giggle.
1: And that's it, like, because... Um So the last uh, thing we've always said, haven't we? The, the show we don't want it to be too serious about, you know, half yeah. a unit, yeah, one unit, here, a quarter of a unit on this. We're just throwing out our thoughts on the games, aren't we? And yeah, some things will resonate with people. They'll hear what we've got to say. They'll hear our reasoning behind it, and they might like it, and they might go and have a punt on it. They might sit there and think we're talking absolute garbage, and happily go the opposite way. That's fine. We're not sitting here saying we're experts. You follow everything we're going for. Um, we'll just throw more ideas out we're not taking ourselves yeah. too seriously, here and we'll throw out some good stuff we'll throw out some bad stuff let's uh, let's see where we, where we go with it but yeah I'm with you on
0: that what I tend to do when I'm listening to the NFL pick show whatever it is I've got an idea in my head and if they agree with it then I, I want to back it and if they don't agree with it then I still want to back my pick anyway so it's kind of, you're looking for a little bit of positive reinforcement on your own stuff um, rather than um, we might we might shed some light um every now and again, Buzz. Uh but yeah, I enjoyed that, Buzz. Good effort there. We've knocked out a solid hour of uh what would effectively be a pub chat. So um well done. Did you enjoy that, Buzz?
1: Yes, it was good, yeah. And uh, as I say, looking forward to getting back. I love the festive period where there's games yeah. all the time. Nobody, you know, not at work, so you can just sit and watch football for days on end. So uh looking forward to it, looking forward to the NFL as well over the next few days. Um and I think we'll probably be back on, won't we? On the 28th, I would have thought if it fits in with the schedule. We'll come back on, we'll review these games, and we'll be straight back into you know the new year feast. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's exactly
0: what I was going to say. The 28th, um, after that Manchester City Leeds game is concluded, we can review everything. Um, like Bass says, the uh, NFL on Christmas Day, so don't forget the bingo, uh, download the SGP and app and enter the bingo competition. It's proper good fun. Um, and even if you're Um, on this side of the pond and you're not a a big NFL uh, person guaranteed you'll be looking for something to watch and have a little bit of uh, shenanigans with on Christmas Day night and there's three NFL games and you just get a little bingo card and every time someone scores you can cross your players off um, and yeah it's loads of good fun and anyone who wins is going to win $100 Um, so thank you very much I enjoyed that Um, thanks everyone for listening Uh, Mike and Natasha particularly enjoyed their company tonight um, we'll be back on Wednesday night. Merry Christmas, everybody. As much as uh, I am a morose get and don't really observe these things, I hope everyone has a lovely time. I uh, hope you get to eat and drink and uh, have some fun with the farm, etc. Um, good luck with your bets, more importantly. Um, we'll be back during the week, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.